I just saw it. He got tripped up. Dante Fowler tripped him, stuck his leg out when he was coming up, uh, right like right by the uh, the right tackle. And then I think it was Grady Jarrett just completely ran into his head. Not a good look, but I'm sure Lee's pumped because Will Greer. This might be Will Greer's. Uh, well, Will Greer's inactive. That's Peach Walker. Oh my gosh! You're right. Wow. Either way, it's going to be interesting. And I guess kind of a side note, um, it's going to be interesting to see. Kind of, I think Joe Brady is a, is a hot name around the NFL right now. It's going to be interesting to see if what the, the drop-off is from Bridgewater to a potential P.J. Walker uh, backup could look like because Carolina's got a nice little offense going. So it's, that's an interesting uh, look. Yeah, I'm watching it right now. Wow. Brutal pay, play. Brutal. So, yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Um, Ridley already left this one too, so tough, tough injuries on a Thursday night. But uh, we have we have things to discuss. This will be you know quicker episode. We're gonna get our little licks in on our favorite teams personally. So um, we'll start it off with uh, with the Lions since they are uh, playing in the afternoon on Sunday. And uh, for me, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the team. I mean. Going into the season, I was extremely pessimistic about their chances this year to be a competitive football team. Um, I, I'm still not a big fan of Matt Patricia or Bob Quinn. Um, two straight wins against the Jags and the Falcons are not going to sway me from 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 that uh, whatsoever. But I, I think it's important to, to note that um, the defense has not only played better but looked noticeably different since the bye week. Um, J. Ron Curses was, you know, activated from suspension, which has led to Will Harris barely playing, which is a, a positive. Um, they've decided to blitz more, which is a positive. Uh, Okuda and Amani Orarie have improved their play greatly. I think a lot of that has to do um, with the team deciding to go with some more zone coverage looks. Um, when you put Okuda on an island against Devontae Adams and DeAndre Hopkins, it's not going to really go well for most corners in the NFL, let alone a, a rookie making his first two starts in the NFL. So I've said all along, if this defense can literally just be average, which they have been the last two weeks, I mean, they imposed their will against a bad Jaguars uh, offense, and then they held their own against the Falcons offense that has Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley and Todd Gurley playing some pretty good football. So, and then the offense on the other hand, I mean, Bevel is not the best offensive coordinator in the world, but he's a professional offensive coordinator. Stafford isn't the greatest quarterback in the world, but he's a professional NFL quarterback and they don't turn the ball over. The Lions became the first team in NFL history not 
not only not to lose a fumble, but literally have not fumbled through six games. So um, they're playing winning football right now, and I can't discount that at all. And that gives me hope kind of for what is to come, which is a game against a Colts team that I don't think is great. And then you have games against the Vikings, Washington, Carolina, Houston, and Chicago. So there's a very winnable stretch coming up here for the Lions where I don't think with the way Green Bay is playing that they can put themselves in the NFC North conversation, and I don't trust them to really do that. But I don't think you know a 6 or 7 seed is out of the question for them. Yeah, Clep, I, uh, I agree with you. Um, and I, and I completely agree with you too, that I think pretty much a Super Bowl win is the only thing that would buy Matt Patricia another year in my mind. I don't, I'm not as, uh, I'm, I'm, that's won one playoff game in like their history. Well, what I'm saying is I don't want the playoff game. He's back. If he makes the playoff game, yeah. if he makes the playoffs, he's back. Yeah. Uh, I guess I would have to eat crow if that actually happened. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty doubtful that. I mean, this this weekend against Indianapolis is huge because and I that's believe... that's getting way ahead of ourselves, so... Yeah. Yes. I just don't yeah. want, you know... I think I've been relatively consistent with my Lions take. The defense is playing better. I can give you that. Um, but I knew that... I mean, they have all the talent on offense to be good. The turnovers, all the kind of externalities that you're bringing up is just kind of, you know, the cherries on top a little bit. But I will say, I still don't think that Matt Patricia is a good coach and I don't want, I don't want them to sneak into the playoffs and, you know, even if they win a game or even if they get into the playoffs, I don't think obviously well, you know, we would have to see some hard evidence of them, you know, beating teams like Indianapolis this week and probably beating a Minnesota, maybe even beating the green Bay uh, competing in their division, which I still think, you know, I texted it to you guys earlier this week. I think Minnesota, Chicago, Detroit, all those teams can beat each other. I think Detroit is probably, the best out of all of them, but you know, Minnesota has a pretty good offense. I think they can kind of, they're going to be live in a lot of games, especially against the Lions defense that I still am not completely sold on. Um, you know, overall, I think the, this is a, an average Lions team. It's an average team. As far as the NFL goes, they have the offense that they've, that that can compete with almost any team in the NFL, I'd say, but it's going to come down to the consistency and they probably should have lost to the Falcons. You know, I don't know. Obviously, I'm not. I'm not trying to take away from Matt Stafford and what he was able to do on that drive. He was pretty damn near flawless. But um, and the Jaguars obviously was what it was. So I just want to see more from the Lions, and this is a, a a nice step for them going up against a Colts team that I think is in their arena, probably a little bit better than them, um, and you know has been struggling in their own right. So uh, I think there's reason to be optimistic, like you're saying, Adam, with the Lions, but don't think this that this is a team that you know is is here to stay. And I don't believe that Patricia is, is a good coach at the end of the day. He's not the right yeah. one. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't disagree with that. I think more personally as like a Lions fan, I don't like rooting against them necessarily. Yeah. Continue. And like, obviously, I think I know deep down in my heart that them making the playoffs and Patricia staying for another season is probably more detrimental to the team than taking some short-term, you know, losses here for, for myself personally and getting in with the new regime in the offseason. But then, you know, 2020 has been what it is, pandemic and, and everything. And, hey, I'm trying to look for these little victories. And, uh, you know, I can't help but, but get, you know, kind of back on the train here. And I do want to talk. So, I mean, I, I teased you, Tommy, before the show about a little conversation I wanted to have. 
And yeah. the Colts are one of these teams, um, along with the Rams, that I think are, are really interesting to look at at this point in the season because um, they have strong records. I believe both of them are 5-2. and two. Um, Let me just check that real quick. The Rams definitely are. Um, yeah, both are, both are, and then the Colts, hold on a second, should have looked at this before. <laughs> yeah, Colts are 4-2, and because they had the bye, yep. and the Rams are 5-2, and two, okay? But here are the teams that the Colts have beaten, the Vikings, the Jets, the Bears, and the Bengals, okay? And you look at the Rams, who are 5-2, and two, they beat the Cowboys when they were probably at their best, week one. Mm-hmm. Um, the Eagles, the Giants, Washington, and the Bears. So, to me, these are two teams. I mean, even if you look at the Lions, you can say, yeah, their two wins have come against, you know, the Jags and the Falcons, but they beat the Cardinals week three, which, you know, seemed to be a pretty good football team so far. So, yeah, the Colts beat the Bears. I mean, I'm not trying to do the transitive property here, but completely. kind of what I think about the Colts is that they, they haven't really beaten anyone that great, and they lost to the Browns and the Jaguars. So I'm not too sold on this Colts team. I think if you had to, if I had to get you know pick a team that I would fade, it would be the Colts over the Rams. But I think both of these teams are facing gauntlets coming up. I mean, the Colts play the Lions, Ravens, Titans, Packers, Titans again. Yeah. In the next five weeks, I mean that could that could easily be zero and five. Yep. And then the Rams play the Seahawks, Bucks, Niners, Cardinals. The next four weeks, right? So I think these are two teams that are either going to, you know, prove that they can be contenders or kind of fade to you know irrelevant. I mean, fade to the back of their division races, especially if you're the Rams. Where yeah. you know the NFC West is extremely, extremely tight, and the next three or your next four games are against all the other teams in your division. Yeah, I think that those are some interesting parallels to make. Um, I I'm pretty confident. I definitely would take the Rams over the Colts for a couple of reasons. Um, even if you, I'm not even taking. I probably would think that McVeigh is a better, a little bit better of a coach than Frank Reich, but I don't want to be. I don't even think that it's a bit of a wash. I think for for argument's sake. And then it comes down, I think, to the defense. This Rams defense has really surprised me. Um, obviously, you have you know the blue chips and Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, but you had a lot of other guys stepping up um, in the secondary, especially. It sucks to see Terrell Burgess, who was a guy that I think we all liked coming out of Utah, um, get carted off against Chicago with a broken ankle. So his season is done. But uh, a lot of complimentary football being played on defense. And then... The thing with the Colts with me, and I mean, again, I think I've been pretty consistent on this as well, is just Phillip Rivers. Um, Phillip Rivers is is who he is, and I think he might even be worse than he was last year. I mean, I think it's a little too early to say that right now, but he for sure isn't better despite having a better offensive you know, scheme around him and an offensive line around him. Um, you know, I think the Rams, for those reasons, I think the Rams are a little bit more formidable of an opponent, but... I do agree with you, Klepp, that they're similar teams and they're both relatively fraudulent in their own right. Um, you know, especially especially the Colts, because if this was the Rams going up against the Lions, I would be much more. I mean, I kind of want to pick the Lions this week. I don't know if I'm going to, but I, I yeah, I mean, I definitely would take them with the three. three. Take them on the money line. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, that definitely is the that's definitely the way to go. But that being said. 
I think the Colts have an advantage uh, on the sideline with the coach and probably on defense too. I don't think the Colts are, you know, that world-beating defense that we we saw again and again. Like I was just saying, it kind of comes down to Phillip Rivers and how efficient their offense is going to be. But um, I definitely think that's super interesting. Um, and I mean, as a guy who who was fading the Rams and took them under eight and a half, I, I'm not feeling especially confident about that about that ticket, but. Obviously, I could be singing a different tune. Like you just said, these next four games are going to be pretty huge for them. Yeah, I got a little ahead of myself. They are playing the Dolphins uh, this week. But even that game, mm-hmm. going cross-country after Monday night, I was thinking about you know yep. maybe making the Rams for my best bets, but I looked into it a little bit more, and they've actually struggled against the Dolphins the last couple of times they played them. Obviously, it's an AFC-NFC thing, so they're not playing and, too frequently. But... And you're getting a little bit of unknowing unknownness you know if that's a word with yeah. with Tua like how high are and Tua's the, the high Dolphins is going to be aren't a bad team no no and I also would like to think that obviously they want to see what they have in Tua you know depending on what their draft uh situation is looking like with Houston but I don't think they're throwing Tua into the fire if he's not ready especially from a health perspective and I mean I was a Tua fan I know that he can make all the throws in the book and is a playmaker has some athleticism so I don't think that this is kind of, you know, for lack of a better word, uh, a tank move by the uh, by the Dolphins. Uh, I do think two is going to be ready, and you know, this is this is going to be a good test for him going up against a Rams team, especially with the interior. That offensive line as a whole is not especially uh, especially good. So, and Aaron Donald has been flat out dominant, shocker this year. So, tough test for Tua. Um, yeah, I was thinking about throwing the Rams in there, but I think I'm just going to stay away because of that, you know, uncertainty with, with Tua's performance. One last note on the Lions. Uh, DeAndre Swift needs to start out uh, touching Adrian Peterson. Um, this isn't, you know, a situation like 2018 LeGarrette Blunt, where Adrian Peterson can no longer be a good NFL running back. Uh, he's definitely played well this year. And I think, honestly, the Lions running game uh, has been – as good as I've, you know, almost ever seen it, honestly, as a fan watching the team. It's not, you know, fantastic, but it's effective, which is big for Bevel's play-action kind of based scheme. But Adrian Peterson is a one-cut back who, despite him being of large size, does not really break tackles. He kind of just falls forward. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just I think Swift is an extremely talented player. I've seen him make plays out of the backfield catching the ball. He's made great plays running as well, and I just think he needs to start getting more touches than AP. At yeah, kind of, I mean, it's you know, it's not the biggest deal in the world, but it's just something I think that will make the offense even better. And then I think, I think Galladay's got to be more part of the game plan earlier on in games, and not just hucking it to him on third and long. So, yeah, um, yeah. Real quick point on that. I think that's emblematic of the leadership. You know, like I think a lot of smarter coaches would be not, I mean, not phasing Adrian Peterson completely out of the game plan, but it goes back to the conversation we had two or three weeks ago. You have two second round running backs on your roster, you know, forget carry on. You were replacing carry on with Deandre Swift. Um, I couldn't agree more. He needs to be getting more touches and the Galladay point too. I mean, he's been, I think pretty, pretty dominant since he's been back. And I think if Xavier Rhodes, I don't know what, you know, the Indianapolis Colts are going to be doing this weekend in terms of defending him, but I don't think really anyone on that defense can hold uh, hold Galladay's jockstrap. So, yeah, I, I almost, I'm kind of the mindset that I think every drive you should be giving Swift to carry, 
and to and a target to each to Hawkinson and Galladay. Like just yep. Get your guys going. Um, let's go quickly. I mean, Tommy, you're you're a boys boys fan, so yep. Stay to the boys. <laughs> um, tear it down right now. D- get what you can. I you love. Hey, oh, is it Dunzo? Um, I'm not gonna go that far yet, but. This is this is Freddie Kitchens esque. I mean, who I this yeah. is this is giving me Freddie Kitchen vibes. Where I'm all for giving coaches another shot, but the state I don't know what's true either. Um, and I'd like to. My short answer is no. I'd like to see him have. But I don't think that he's Freddie Kitchens. But this surely isn't. Um, you know, it's it doesn't look good. And another side note for the Lions, I love the Everson Griffin move for them. Um, giving up a six round pick that, you know, probably won't be a roster player. The chances of that are very low for a guy like Everson Griffin. Just shooting those picks to the, into outer space. Yeah, exactly. So just get a proven guy at a, you know, Okwar is dealing with an injury, right? And it's obviously not a position of strength, even with um, Okwar in. So he's a guy who I still think can play some really valuable snaps for the Lions. and, And I really like that move. And, I mentioned it, you know, the state of the Cowboys. Um, I wish I wish Lee was on here because that that Washington game kind of went exactly how I thought. I mean, even worse than I thought it was. I mean, if you can't block, it doesn't really matter who your quarterback is, unless it's a guy like Dak who has some athleticism and can extend plays. But even then, you're going to be you're going to be reasonably capped offensively, and they couldn't get anything going against Washington, and then. You know, defensively, they're they're an absolute sieve. You know, the two things I said is I don't know how they're going to block the Washington D line, and I don't know how Daryl Worley is going to cover Terry McLaurin. And McLaurin had you know 100 and yards and a touchdown, and I think Washington had four or five sacks and a bunch of pressures, and obviously Dalton went out. So the state of the Cowboys, you know, in short, is not good, but the pieces are here. Um, I believe Dak is the guy. You know, they're going to pay him. You know, maybe a little bit more than I'd like, but he's worth the money for, you know, what the, the, mar- the market value is or whatever. So um, they're a mess, man. They're a mess, and I probably will be betting on the Eagles this uh, this weekend. At, I don't know if I'm going to tease them or I want to find some way to attack them, maybe a team total, but they're, they're, they're dead on arrival, man. The season's over. They're definitely going to have a top 10 pick, might have a top 5 pick, which is going to be really interesting to see where – they, uh, you know, they end up, but I would fire sale. I said it last week, get Gallup out of there. Any, any draft picks you can get, any value you can get, I would, I would try and do that because I think the season is, is over. So, and I've heard Gallup, they're looking to keep him. I mean, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me because you just signed Amari. You, this is probably the most valuable he's going to be because next year he's going to be on the last year of his deal. And you drafted CeeDee Lamb and, Cedric Wilson has played really well as their fourth receiver. He looks more than capable of being their third receiver. So, I mean, obviously I'd like to keep Gallup. I think he's a talented guy. I think he's for sure a number two receiver in the NFL, but I just don't really think they have the luxury of doing that with all the holes that they have on this, on this roster, especially on defense. But he's, he is back next year, right? Unless he would like hold out or something. Yeah, I guess he could hold out, but he has one more year after this. Okay. Which you know would make me think that he's a pretty valuable commodity for a team that can get the rest of this year and a whole another year without having to re-sign him. So, you know, I don't think it'd be crazy for them to get a two or a three from them. Definitely a top one hundred pick. 
So uh, let's let's get into some of our best bets of the week here. Um, I've been on fire recently. Went, yeah. Went three for three last week with my my best bets. Uh, so it's probably time to fade Klepp. But, um, I mean, my first. I mean, I don't know. I I won't put any money on it because of the Bears incident. But um, I mean, I think the Lions plus three is a is a good bet. I would I would go there. Um. I'm gonna do Saints minus five mm. against the Bears. Um, went against the Bears last week, and uh, their offense is atrocious. Michael Thomas is back. Kamara's a beast. I think Saints won't really turn the ball over, and and they'll beat the Bears by more than five. And then I like the Niners plus three uh, against the Seahawks. I think the Niners have kind of found their footing uh, with two straight wins against. Uh, the Niners, and then they blew out. I'm sorry, against the Rams, and then they blew out the Patriots on an East Coast trip. So, Seahawks defense is still really, really bad, and uh, I think I like them just to stay close in a in a divisional game, and you get plus three there. So, yeah, some some interesting looks. Probably my favorite one would be the Saints. Um, I think this is a nice spot for them coming off the bye. Uh, is Michael Thomas for sure back? I know he. I don't think he practiced either yesterday. He practiced today. He practiced, he practiced today. today. Okay, so that's. I mean, obviously that's huge. I'm assuming that's why we saw the uptick up to five, but I think anything under seven is probably a fire on the Saints. Um, I think this is a really nice spot for the Saints' defense to bounce back. I think the Saints' defense has been pretty pretty bad. I mean, definitely not as good as I thought they were going to be when I picked them to win their division. I thought this was going to be kind of a complete unit, but they're having trouble on defense, and I think this is a nice bounce-back spot against the Bears' offense, which is not very good um, and doesn't really have much of an identity. And offensively, I mean, the Bears' defense is is a good unit. Um, I get maybe it'll be a matter of time before they kind of quit on on the on the team, you know, potentially with where they're going. But I definitely think this is a nice spot for the Saints. Um, yeah, Klepp, I'm definitely with you there. The 49ers Seahawks is interesting, man. Um, I've kind of gone back and forth on this game, but I ultimately don't think the Niners have enough to score with the Seahawks. Um, I think the Niners have struggled. Obviously, Verrett has been nice in their secondary, but they're still without Sherman. And I just don't think they're going to be able to score enough. Uh, with Debo being out, you got Ayuk. Obviously, Kittle are still very good. Um, and not having – I really, I mean, Jamichael Hasty looks good. He's a guy who's got some juice. Um, and, you know, it looks like all running backs love playing for Shanahan. Um, so we're going to see that tandem of him and McKinnon. But not having a real physical – need me Ayuk. You need what? Need me some Ayuk. Hey, I mean, he's gonna have a, he's gonna get opportunities. This the Seattle's defense is is not good. Um, do you know what the state of Jamal Adams playing in this game is? is he's he probably not going to. He wasn't practicing. Yeah, that's. I mean, they're gonna be able to score points, but ultimately, I don't think we can see the same type of offensive explosion that we saw from Arizona and being able to continually put up points for them. And then also, um, Russell Wilson threw three picks against Arizona. Still, you know, played well, but kind of had some uncharacteristic turnovers. I'd like to think that even though I think this Niners defense might be a little better than Arizona's, he's probably going to have a bit of a bounce-back game. Um, so I kind of lean Seahawks minus three there, but I definitely could be wrong. I mean, Seattle's defense has all the makeup of a defense that you can score points on, but I just have – I struggle to see how the 49ers are really going to keep up and score a lot of points. Um, and then on the flip side, I – don't think this defense has what it takes to really limit uh, Seattle offensively. So that's probably the that's probably the bet that I disagree the most with you on. And then 
Uh, I mean, I like the Lions, man. Like, I probably would take them on the money line. I don't know about the three um, at home, but uh, I think this could be like a brutal. I feel like I feel like you take the money line, and they would, and the Colts would win by two. Like, they would. The spread might be the better play. Um, yeah, I just. Well, the other the other thing I tweeted earlier was uh, at Adam Lions, Clapp on Twitter. 50, 50 bucks Lions Bills money line parlay. So they call that the Korean mm. parlay. Yeah, the Bills Patriots game is interesting, man. Um, this is like the Patriots back against the wall for their season in this game. You know, like if they don't if they don't beat the Bills, uh, I think they're probably going to pack it in. You know, I I mean I don't know if they do that, but I think that's kind of the end of of their competitive uh, you know reign at least for this year. Um, kind of. Did not look have just looked really bad the last couple of weeks, and they're probably playing I mean, a Bills team that I think they can take advantage of defensively. I don't think they're as good of a unit as they were last year, but Allen has played. You know, obviously he's come down a little bit, but looks to be playing at a little bit higher of a level. Um, that's interesting. It's probably a stay away for me, but the Bills. I, I mean, I'm going to be picking the Bills and uh, and pick them for what it's worth, just because they've uh, they've played better, but. I feel like you're going to see Belichick kind of pull out all the stops for them to get this win. Um, let's go on to my best bets, unless you have uh, you have anything else go to say, it. Club? No, go for it. I think my favorite bet of the week is Tennessee, man. Tennessee, uh, is it minus six right now, I believe? Yeah. Anything under seven, I think, um, is, a, is a play. Obviously, with Burrow, uh, he's, the, he's the backdoor guy, but... I, I really like the Titans. Obviously, this is still it's nice for a teaser. If are you, you not concerned with are you not concerned with how close they played most of their games this year, even against teams like Jacksonville and Minnesota? I mean, sh- that is concerning, but it's definitely concerning. But I just don't think Cincinnati is just hanging on by threads, man. Like Burrow is the only thing keeping them alive. Um. Their run defense, it's kind of a fire sale. Uh, Dunlap obviously just got out. They're just not a very good team. I think offensively, they're going to be able to put up some points. Um, I think I can look it up real quick. I believe Adoree Jackson is coming back, which does a little something for that pass defense, which I think um, – uh, well, I'm, I'm not getting any definitive answers on the Google machine. It's all question marks. Could Adoree Jackson be back? Um I like. I just think Tennessee is is one of the better teams in the AFC, and that's probably why I might lean towards the tees and get them just on the money line. Um, but I just think that they they would be my survivor pick this week. Um, I just think they're. I think they're going to win. I don't think the Bengals. I mean, we saw this Bengals team, you know, really fire out of the gates against against Indianapolis and and get that comeback. And I think Tennessee is. Presents a little bit higher of a floor. Um, they can rush the passer with with Landry, uh, Jarrell Casey. I think their defense, you know, is solid. Obviously, the pass defense has struggled a little bit, but I think they're kind of firing on all cylinders. And it all starts with the running attack. And I just don't see the run defense from from Cincy's uh, defense, and just not a very good team. So if I if you lose minus six, it's going to be from Burrow. But I have a hard time seeing Tennessee lay up a dud after an emotional loss against against the Steelers and. They're going on the road, but it's to Cincinnati, so it's not really even that. It's not even that far, you know. Then that I've done that drive Detroit to uh, Detroit to Nashville. You go right through Cincinnati, baby. So I think it's a halfway mark. It's like an eight-hour drive. Got to be a three-hour flight or something. Um, 
Other other bets, uh, the Raiders. The Raiders against the Browns. I know Lee likes this too. We both kind of came together on this. Um, the Browns just, I mean, this is going to be a shootout, I think, and I just think the Raiders are, I think the Raiders are better right now. Um, you know, it's, it's just kind of because they're the dog. If Cleveland was a dog at home, I probably would take them, but I think this is going to be a close game. Uh, the Raiders' offense is is relatively humming. I think Carr is playing probably his best football since his his almost MVP year, and the defense I think is a little scrappy. Um, tough loss against Tampa. I thought they were really impressive, and we'll see what happens with Cleveland without uh, OBJ. There seems to be a narrative going around that since Baker kind of went on a little bit of a tear once Odell got out, that he uh, is better without Odell because he's not pressured into throwing to him, but. I think the Browns are kind of a fraudulent team like the Colts and, you know, the Rams. I think you could kind of put them in that in that conversation. Uh, don't really have a, a very good defense. And we saw last week with Cincinnati. They were they were in that game with the Browns till the end, had leads at various points. And I think the Raiders are just a good football team right now. I think they're a scrappy team with, with a nice offense and, you know, a scrappy defense. So I like the Raiders as well. Um, tough to pick another game. I mean, there's other, there's other games that I think we could – we could touch on real quick. I mean, I'm really pumped for the Steelers Ravens game. Um, you have any thoughts on that club? I like the Steelers plus four and a half. Yeah. I think the Steelers are a really great team. So I do too. Um, I would definitely I take them plus four and a half, it. but I I'm, I'm think... not, I'm not, I'm not running to the kiosk to bet it, but yeah, um, I just like the Steelers. I, mean, I don't, you know, I, I try and find, you know, I mean, you're looking at the games I kind of like the most are, Saints against the Bears is mm-hmm. kind of my favorite bet this week. Yep. It's like I like I like to get the Saints against a team that I don't think a lot of. When you get two powerhouses like this in the end of division game, I'm not going to be too inclined to put money on the spread. Yeah. Uh, I think the reason why I think the Ravens are going to win and why I'm not I'm definitely going to be watching, but uh, just this I you know I've said I think these are probably two of the top three defenses in the NFL right now. And the Steelers, if you look at their resume, really haven't played. I think this is by far the best defense that they've played. Um, you know, this year, I, I'm looking at their schedule real quick right now. Played, you know, Houston, Philly, uh, Tennessee, Cleveland, the Giants, the Broncos. These are all defenses that I think are, I mean, I guess the Broncos have come together a little bit in recent memory. But the Ravens defense, I think, is is at the upper echelon of the NFL and you know, I'm kind of fading Roethlisberger to a certain extent. Obviously, I got to give him props for playing relatively well and and you know, above my thoughts for this year. But I do think that the Ravens are going to be able to put pressure on him. And um, obviously, the the loss of Devin Bush, it's going to be interesting to see how they're they're going to contain Lamar. Um, I think this is probably a, a scrappy bloodbath of a game. But ultimately, um, I think the the Ravens are are the side. I would say at least on the money line. Um, and I guess for my third best bet, Clep, I'll, I'll fade you and I'll take the Seahawks minus three. We can go head to head. We can go head to head. head matchup. We can go head to head, buddy. <laughs> um, before we sign off here, Tommy, you want to go to Dynasty Corner? Yeah, I'll see you at Dynasty Corner. I mean, big big matchups for, for all the BJP boys this week. I'm going up against Dolan. Yep. Head to head BJP roundtable matchup. Yep. Um, Mike Davis having a, having an okay game. It's nice. You know, he hasn't, hasn't popped off. Obviously still time left. He might get a tutty, which would suck for me, but Curtis Samuel stays vulturing. So I like that. 
Yep. Um, I've got three new starters in my lineup with Higgins, Ayuk, and DJ Dallas. I think I'm going to go with DJ over Devin Singletary. Mm. Um, but then uh, our boy, uh, your, your brother, my friend Lee, going up against Gondo. That one's uh, going to be a tight one, both four and three matchups. And then you got a big Danner. Yeah, and I just saw that Todd Gurley scored a touchdown. I mean, that is brutal for me, man. Um, I guess he must yeah, he must have had a nice long run that I um, did that I missed. But he was he was on like five carries for eight yards at halftime, and I was like looking at a uh, a nice little Danner Gurley dud potentially. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm going at Danner, not expecting a win. Um, I think he's he's one of the better teams in in the league right now, but he's not going to win the championship, and that's all that matters to me is the fact that he's ne- he's not going to get a championship this year, and that's how I can sleep at night. And 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 you know what? Maybe maybe I'll win. Maybe uh maybe the Seahawks will Seahawks Forty ers for for your sake and my sake is is huge offensively for both teams. Um, and you know I get another forty point forty piece from from Tyler Lockett and. Uh, Russell doesn't throw as many picks and throws in a 30-piece. But, I mean, yeah, the state of my running backs are not good right now. It doesn't look like Mixon is going to play. But Le'Veon Bell, man, only getting 10 projected points in the revenge game against the Jets. He's getting he's getting a <laughs> touchdown for sure for you DFS uh, geeks out there. I think he's definitely going to get a touchdown. I think they're going to – it's it's just like when Deshaun Jackson plays the Redskins. It just He always has a nice game. It's that revenge game. Um, yeah, man. We're in the best dynasty league in the in the world, so we're spoiled. And there's a big old big old log jam kind of. I mean, we got what six teams right now that are four and three. Yep. With year five and two, two G is three and four. Abby's kind of looking at a uh, looking like she might get to three and five, make a late push here, three straight wins. And how about how about Sean Diggle at four and three with five hundred and ninety five points? <laughs> He's got 22 more points than Hudden, who is tanking. <laughs> you gotta love it. You gotta love it, man. He is. I love what Lee said. Yeah. He just he makes you play dirty every single time you play him. You're in for like an 83-76 victory if you're lucky against against Sean Daigle. But um, yeah, man. Um, shout out us. We we had we had that post. Uh, BJP rookie draft breakdown. We I think we both yeah. did well. I think we both did well in the draft. And yeah, we we did. I'm I'm uh, thinking my lucky stars. I had the uh, the foresight to pick Antonio Gibson over yep. Eno with that first pick in the third. Yep. yep. It was close, but I just had to go. I mean, Eno was a seventh rounder, so. Yep. That was that, that was, was a great uh, move. And you listeners can go, for me. can go back to that episode, and I was telling Klepp, Gibson's that guy. You heard Ron yeah. Rivera say he can do Christian McCaffrey things. That's when you knew. That's when you knew that. Well, I mean, I wish they'd drill. feed him though. He gets oh, like yeah. still takes half the snaps. It's crazy. No, and, it's ridiculous. I mean, but, um, anyway, speaking but, of you know, well, speaking of feeding too, I don't know how closely you watch any of Van Jefferson's reps this year, but the guy is killing it. And is only he gets like three <laughs> snaps a game, and he'll get one reception. He got a. He had a great route against uh, against the Bears game on Monday night. Had one reception for 14 yards, and he doesn't see the field for the rest of the game. Um, you know, obviously Josh Reynolds is having a nice year as that number three receiver, but I'm going to keep pounding my, my fists on the table for Van Jefferson being one of the more refined route runners in the NFL. Well, and you have the, and, uh, uh, the and hopefully Red Zone the King, TJ Hawkinson. 
Oh yeah, man. That's it, it feels good having him. Um, you know, and Justin Jefferson is is looking like a complete stud, and hopefully Jerry Judy can get a a quarterback, a competent quarterback in in Denver because. You know, he's he's suffering from that type of production, but, you know, still has all the talent in the world. So, going to need a running back this offseason, Klepp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, going to need a running back. We'll see. Might have to, might have to stag my I mean, boy. I mean, Gale, man. Higgins, oh. Higgins, Taylor, and Swift. Ooh. Yep. And, um, did you, Brown, did Julio. you get more, too? And she got Anthony McFarland, who I think, uh, well, she, you know, he's yeah. your boy. He's he's got some juice, man. I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, finds himself having a nice little role in the future. Um, yeah, he's man. He's gonna go get Kyle Pitts. Yep. <laughs> shout out, shout out, Gail for uh, for not tanking and and playing hard. All right, Tommy. All right, buddy. Have a good night, man. Have a safe uh, trek out to New Jersey tomorrow, and. Uh, you stay skiing. I'm a wee transfer.